Hi, everybody. This is Chuck Gravely, and you're listening to P2P Podcast. Um, the topic today is P2P Connects, uh, the P2P Connects program. And I want to mention it's for the U.S. Uh, edition of the program uh, for uh, U.S. Uh, franchise business owners. Um, with me today, I've got Adam Brown. Um, Adam's the one who put this uh, whole program together. Uh, I'll have a proper intro uh, forthcoming. Um, I will just tell a little story uh, first. Um, I've been, you know, I've been meeting weekly with Adam for over a year now. Um, but uh, Adam, were you at a brand conference in Puerto Rico, Adam? I'm just trying to remember. I was. I was. Yeah, so, I, I brought no value. Yeah. Well, you, you were brand new, so you were kind of keeping a low profile. But uh, the funny thing is that once we got back, you know, Adam was tasked with, you know, putting a this program together, a pilot together. So he's phoning people up saying, Hey, you know, this is Adam Brown from pillar to post. And everyone's like, who's Adam, right? (laughs) Who is he? Um, And people were not returning the calls because they thought it was (laughs) like, you know, a telemarketer. Uh, Anyway, meanwhile, he's like on the senior executive team. So it's uh, kind of (laughs) funny. So uh, let's get to a proper intro. You know, anyone that was at, you know, Sawgrass uh, Jacksonville this year, uh, you're going to know who Adam is, but uh, if not, maybe not. So proper intro, I think, is uh, is uh, is worthwhile. Um, so let's take it this way. Let's say I don't know you from Adam. Uh, who are you? <laughs> who are you, mister? Uh, let's hear it. Who is this guy? Um, yeah. yeah, so, so you know, we had a good time at Sawgrass. We obviously did a little bit of an intro there, but um, Adam Brown, VP, um, Strategic Partnerships, which is just vague enough to not really say what we, we do. Um but what I do is I focus on strategic partnerships that could help the franchise business owner from a lot of different ways, whether it's a technology platform that maybe we can work with Guy and his team or a marketing platform that we can work with John and his team, or if it's large third-party uh, home buying groups, we try to work directly with them to have them use our uh, franchise network for inspections, which we've had a little bit of success with. We, you know, we do over, I think it's right around, you know, $75,000 worth a month, uh, $75,000 a month worth of um, direct inspections that we give out to to FPOs in the field. And so um, we've had a little bit of success with that, but we want to grow that substantially. We've met with you know, every major platform, Zillow, yeah. Realtor.com, all these big companies to try to say, hey, if there's ever a play, we want to make sure that we can get our franchise business owners in front of those home buyers. And so it, yeah. it's a fun role. You know, some days it's working on PTP Connect. Some days it's talking to a, a single family rental company that might need help with uh, inspections across the country or just leverage in technology to get in front of new home buyers. So it's been a, it's been a fun year. And I, I yeah. report directly to, uh, to Charles. Yeah, and this is uh, this is not your first rodeo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's got credentials too. I'm not kidding. Okay, so let's hear it. Like, what 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 did you do before uh, before you started with Pillar of Post? I think it's worth uh, people hearing this. Yeah, so the the claim to fame is I've <clears throat> been in and out of ten thousand real estate offices across all fifty states. I used, I used to run a uh, company called the Real Estate Book, and we owned the Real Estate Book and Ecomes and Homes and Land and. Uh, I owned a small magazine in Louisville, Kentucky, um, when I was 20 years old. And so from about 20 to 30, I just spent my whole career in and out of real estate offices, helping other magazines sell advertising digitally and physically. And so 
I've spent a lot of time with realtors. You know, my entire career has only been focused on the, the realtor referral sale model. Yeah. Uh, every co- every company, uh, and I've had really three major roles. Two were heading up home warranty companies that we sold through real estate agents, which is very similar to to home inspection as well as the the print media company. But a- every role has always been, you know, you could you could have the age old question: Is the homeowner our customer or the realtor? Because they've always been this kind of referral based yeah. model. And so, yeah. and the only reason I really emphasize that is just just because when we look at any program. You know, I think I'm uniquely qualified to to know how much that realtor referral means to our franchise business owners, and we would never, you know, do anything intentionally or unknowingly um, to jeopardize that. Yeah, that's cool. So it's a perfect fit. Um, anyway, that's that. You know, I want to make sure everyone got to know uh, Adam. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll put some links up later um, if you mm-hmm. need to know more about the program and so on. I've gotten to know Adam really well over the past year, and uh, he's a great guy. He's to talk to, likes to have fun, likes to you know crack some jokes. But you know, <laughs> when the jokes they're they're usually usually they're self-deprecating, which is sort yeah. of my style as well. So I, I kind of uh, you know uh, been uh, thoroughly enjoying. Uh, well, I like to get him at so, uh, I like to get him at John Verdon's expense too. He's always yeah, a, that's true. A that's pretty true. good target. <laughs> anyway feel free you're gonna you're, you're gonna enjoy chatting with uh with adam if you want to know more about this so let's jump into the uh, the task at hand and uh i did a little bit of research i had you know there's some words i didn't understand so p2p connects exclusive homeowner moving concierge program so i started mm-hmm. by looking up the word concierge because i wanted to make <laughs> sure i got it um it turns out there are two definitions um the first one here it is a doorkeeper in apartment building in France. And I had no idea we were operating in France. So that's interesting. Yeah. There's yeah. a second, uh, second one, a person or service that provides assistance with personal business, such as travel, scheduling, and errands. So tell us about, uh, like walk me through the P2P uh, Connects moving concierge service it's a lot of words it's a lot of words i'll make it really easy we help homeowners get their stuff turned on Uh, marketing hates it when i say that but um so if you're moving from point a to point b water sewer utility trash cable internet landlines rarely um security you know painting flooring whatever you might need for that move our team helps with that and there's no charge and so especially for people who are moving maybe out of town, you know, who is my trash provider? Who is my water provider? Is it a, a state where energy is deregulated? What does that look like? And so our team reaches out to the homeowner free of cost and assist them with that. And so it's, it's really high um, referral r- r- marks afterwards, about 23, 24% of homeowners engage with us. Um, and so those who do, we set up a call, we'll get on the phone with them and then we just help them set up their utilities, security, sewer, water, trash, whatever they need. And they tell us, tell me about that. Let's say I'm, I'm the, I'm the end customer. You, you make the call. Mm -hmm. I'm, I had a home inspection done and I get a call from your team. Yeah. What's it like on that call? What are you saying? It's happening. Uh, so we wait about a week and then once we kind of think the homeowner's got a closing date, we call, we set up an appointment. I'd say, Hey Charles, you uh, look like you're, you have a closing coming up. You said, yeah, actually it's, it's the, you know, February 28th. I'd say, great. You know, we've got your new address, the home you had inspected. 
set up a time, you know, if it's Friday today, you know, we'll set up a time for next week for Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day works for you. And then we set an appointment. And then during that time, we have a research team that pulls everything that would need to know. So that when you get on the call as a homeowner, usually within 45 minutes to an hour, we can get everything set up. And so we can tell you, hey, here are the three internet providers. These two offer high speed. This one offers fiber. Which one do you want to use? You pick one. We'll either walk through the link with you or we'll transfer you directly to that person, stay on the line with you, get your internet hooked up, come back, we'll do water, sewer, trash, all that all that together. So so, so you're doing that like in real time with me. I'm sitting on the call and yep. you're like either making the call for me or I'm clicking through. Yep. You ever do you ever get people just like they're on hold and you gotta like make small talk, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> anytime I interact with any utilities, I know I'm on hold. <laughs> so no, they they they're pretty, work out. they're pretty yeah. good about it. Um, but yeah, they every once in a while they will. They do have special numbers for some of the partners because they know they're calling. Okay. They're not the general public. Um, but if not, they'll walk them through how to digitally do it as well. Right. M- m- municipalities are sometimes where it gets a little bit bogged down. Yeah. The third party companies are usually pretty quick. But um, and and the good news is we we I mean, we audit those calls. We have access to every one of those recorded calls and so if there ever was an issue we all have that it's all um something something verified verified like fttp i don't know there's a security system that you have to have all that right. and so and it really a, a common misconception is you know people think that we just give that homeowner's name to those partners we don't if a homeowner says i don't think i want security no security company's ever going to get that homeowner's name from us and so there's often a misconception that we're just selling names to people and it's really not really as a white glove kind of concierge service so for it's us making the call right like it like who's physically making the call or pillar post employees or we have, we have a third-party company that we've contracted that's called um, One Source Solutions, um, but they have they use our email addresses and they have our scripts and anything that is ever said to the homeowner has to be approved by Pillar to Post Home Office, as well as anything they ever send to a homeowner has to be approved by us ahead of time, and they can only follow the cadence to which we've let them do that. Like uh, mm-hmm. initially where there, no one is allowed to make more than one phone call per week to the homeowner, just because we don't want the homeowner to be inundated with calls. And so no more than one email per week. And so we try to keep the cadence really low just so we don't get a lot of complaints or a lot of people who feel like we're overly pestering the homeowner. Yeah. And it, so it's important, I guess, to understand that uh, it's essentially us. I mean, it's a company we've engaged with, mm-hmm. but we're making the call. It's a personal call. Uh, we haven't sold the data. If uh, if they want to connect with a, an alarm company, um, we, you know, that that's the point that we trigger it and we connect them to one company. Right. Um, I think that's important for people to understand. So, you know, some of the other programs. I mean, you've been involved in a lot of these mm-hmm. things and you know how they work. Uh, some of them are kind of horrific. Like you, you know. Yeah, we'll pick. <laughs> Tell we'll us pick, about that. We'll pick on our buddies over at Porch. Um, you know, what What they will do is they'll ask a homeowner, hey, do you have carpet? And then, of course, you have carpet. And they say, do you ever want to get it cleaned? And you'd say, maybe. And then they check a box, and now they sell that homeowner's data to four different carpet cleaners. And they do that with, I think, 30 or 40 different verticals. And so um, we, we don't do that. So over half the people we work with, they only use us to help with the free services, the free utilities. Right. And then the other half, there will be commissions or referral dollars earned specifically around internet, uh, phone, 
um, if if we refer them, you know, painting or carpeting, um, if they ask for it, we can make revenue share there. Security is a really big one too. Uh, over 40% mm -hmm. of people buy some sort of home security system in their new house. And so we want to offer that up and create a revenue share that we can give back to the franchise business owners. Yeah. So just to clarify, you know, you offer the service. Some people might just want white glove to get things hooked up. Mm -hmm. uh, in which case it's just a great service. It's helpful. We don't make a penny, uh, all good, but there's a certain percentage of the people that are going to select some services that, that we get, uh, we get a revenue share of. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what, are, what are some examples? Like what, which ones do we get a cut of? Um, or are there, uh, you, inter you know, internet, obviously, I think 91% of people that we work with in a buying internet, which has a, a rev share model, uh, Ironically, less than 1% of people buy landlines, which I, I find to be mm. fascinating. Um, internet's a big one. Security's a, a really big one. Energy in deregulated states is a really good one. Um, we do a little bit with, uh, we, we're just launching a program that, to help with painting and flooring through some of our sister companies. Um, but there's there's a few others um, that pay, but the big ones really are security, internet, phone, cable, um, doesn't do as well as I would have thought it would. I think a lot of people really are cutting the cable and there's a, there's a handful of others. If, if a customer asks for solar, we can give a solar referral, but, uh, that happens less than 1%, one tenth of 1% of the time. Does anybody want a solar quote? Right. So yeah, let me put my, uh, franchise business owner hat on. What's, sure. uh, what's in it for me? What's my cut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what we do is uh, we split the, the, we take a, a small admin fee off the top and then we split the revenue evenly between home office and the FBO uh, to fund the program on average. So we started the pilot program at Memorial day. We did three States, Florida, Georgia, Texas. And then in, um, and then after Labor Day, we added a, eight more states. And so I think that the top person in the entire system out of Ohio started the program after Labor Day. So really two full months and they've got over 5,000 PTP bucks in their account. They're obviously a bit right. of an anomaly. We had 115 total people on the program. Uh, on average, each person within the program has um, over 500 dollars worth of PTP bucks that they could use for marketing. The top half had a little over 800. Um, and then the ones who uh, would have done the full year in terms of started, you know, at Memorial Day versus just Labor Day, their average are right around $900 in their account. So it's all, it's all really to pay some dependent on volume. Yeah. So if you have high volume where you're going to get a, about a 25% conversion rate. And so okay. uh, half of those people are going to buy something that monetizes. So you know, states where certain services are really good, you know, kind of the Sunbelt smile of the U.S., the bottom half does really do for well for security. You know, the Northeast traditionally doesn't do really well for security and third-party concierge services. They're a little less trusting up there. And so, uh, but for the most part, it'll be pretty much dependent on your volume. And then those FBOs who really embrace the program, put it in the binder, leave the flyer behind, they'll have a much higher adoption rate, sometimes as high as 10% more. So if if we have a franchise business owner who's really actively engaged and pushes it and leaves things with the homeowner, we think the engagement rate with that homeowner could be as high as 
which would, would okay. make a which would make a difference. And initially, Has anyone tried that yet? Uh, like any of our we users? Like, so where they actually say like just say the word to your customer on site. Oh, by the way, you're going to get a call. Like even as, no one's done that yet. Not not one okay. of them. We kept we kept it completely yeah. silent, which was a two edged sword. We had some franchise business owners who were frustrated because they didn't really know enough about the program to speak about it intelligently if mm -hmm. they got feedback. But we were just really nervous that if we put a bunch of marketing materials out there and we thought that it was detrimental to the franchise business owner's relationship with the real estate agents, we wanted to be able to pivot and pull out quickly. And so we didn't overly um, market it for that reason. And so I think some franchise business owners are a little bit frustrated, like, hey, you got this program going on. You told me about it, but I don't really have anything to give out to my people. And that was by design. And so for better or worse. So now that we have a full complement of marketing materials coming out on February 12th, realtor flyers, uh, um, homeowner flyers, uh, binder inserts, you know, uh, retail, realtor emails, homeowner emails. Once all those are now in the system on, on the 12th, those FPOs who really want to get engaged in it, they can do that uh, pretty heavily. Yeah, and I remember when you were doing this, and, and that's why I asked the question about, you know, did we have people pushing it? We did have to do it pretty cautiously in case we got pushed back. And I'm just curious about, you know, we had that conversation about, you know, what what's the noise we're getting? The obvious concern is, mm -hmm. do I have any customers that are annoyed? Uh, and of course, do I have any realtors that are annoyed? But what about like the noise from customers? What was the experience of those pilot uh yeah, we, we, we tracked it really, really closely. We had, um, so the data is really, it's pretty interesting. It's a 0.0019% complaint ratio. So um, to make it really simple math, two complaints per thousand inspections. Mm -hmm. um, and ironically, it was 50-50. About half the complaints were uh, real estate agents who were like, hey, what are you doing? Calling my people, asking for social security numbers which we don't do. Um, you know, you don't have permission to reach out to my people. Eh, technically we do with the VIA. Um, but, you know, we're respectful of that. And if a realtor says, Hey, I absolutely don't want you doing it. Um, and the reason they usually don't want you to do it is because they have a competing program that they might right. be monetizing, which is fair. I mean, that's their client. Yeah. And if they, they might have a concierge service, but even if not, they might have just a piece of it, right? Maybe they've got their own relationship with an alarm yeah. company mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, yeah, most so. brokerages have something, but often it doesn't trickle down to the agents. So most agents don't really care. So about half of them are realtors. And we had, you know, we had 10 or 15 homeowners that, you know, because we didn't follow up with like enough marketing material, they thought that it might have been like kind of a gray area. I think there's some people that anytime you call them for a free concierge program, they are automatically a little bit defensive. And then oh, I had two or three people that were just, you know, plain nuts that, that would complain about, you know, and I'd say I had one funny story. I, I won't go too deep into it, but she made like three or four phone calls to get to me. And she was mad that we had sent her an unsolicited email. And I said, well, it's not really unsolicited. We did your home inspection. You signed the VIA. We have the right to send you an email. I said, you know, you've talked to three or four people. Why didn't you just hit the unsubscribe button? You'd have eliminated all this noise. And she said, you know, it's not the principle. And I think sometimes <laughs> the principle is people are just wacky. And so this lady was yeah. wacky. And so um, if they if they had unsubscribe or opt out on anything, they're never going to get touched again. And so yeah. um, we fall, everything follows well within compliance standards, but uh, every once in a while you just got some people out there that are strange. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is if I'm a home inspector, if I'm a franchise business owner and I happen to know my, you know, I either get pushed back from one of my realtors 
uh, it's pretty easy to set them up to be fully opted out, right? I just yeah, by, you or by agent we can opt out. We can yeah, opt them out. Individual. We 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 try to we try to like you know have that less just because there's gonna be a significant amount of money that the franchise business owner can make off the program. But if you've got a realtor that's loyal to you who sends you a significant amount of money and they don't really don't want to be in the program and you've explained to them, you know, we fully understand that. Nice. So yeah, in terms of uh, just summarizing what I can get. So let's say I do did a thousand inspections and I'm on this program. <laughs> there's a certain percentage that are going to uptake. There's mm -hmm. a certain percentage, like just really ballpark. What would I be doing <laughs> as a business owner? Show me uh, the money, baby. What is do it? You, you put this in writing <laughs> and have it certified. Uh, no, no, I mean, no, I, I think just roughly. If you had a thousand inspections, you know, our, our goal would be that, uh, you know, 30% of people would engage with you. So you'd have 300 people that would, that would take the program. 150 of those, um, would buy a paid service. So you're, you know, you're probably looking somewhere between, you know, I'm going to give you a really wide number so people can't hold my feet to the fire, but you're looking anywhere from, <laughs> you know, $2,500 a year to probably $7,500 a year in marketing dollars that you can put back into your business. Right. Cool. It, 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 get, a, uh, a little bit of it depends yeah. on the state. Some states are really good for security. Some aren't. Right. Um, but for the most part, and, and we'll have better numbers. The only, the only feedback I would say on that is it's a very lagging program. Your first 90 days, you're going to be like, this program stinks. Um, mm -hmm. Because it takes a while to everyone to get hooked, you know, one to move, one to get your stuff hooked up them to pay us uh, and then for us to put it in the system. So it's a little bit of a, it's really closer to a 120 day ramp. Um, but once right. it gets up and rolling, people are going to start to see it. And, you know, we're excited to be able to give revenue that they can put back into the PTP bucks system. And then they can use it for, yeah. you know, SEO, uh, win local, they can use it for swag. They can use it for uh, something as simple as t-shirts or workwear for their team. Tell me more so, about just the PTP box because people have not everyone's heard that. I, I PTP box. I'm picturing sort of monopoly money, but with like a little picture of Charles in it. Instead, funny money. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Yeah. Franklin, I, you, you know, know somebody the other day said uh, we're gonna call it furlough dough. I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. And I was pushing for Chuck box. Chuck box was the other good one too. <laughs> uh, but no, we 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 went with PTP box. Think of it as kind of uh, uh, money that you don't have to count as revenue. And so, which is always a good thing because Uncle Sam doesn't get a piece of it, but we put it in your account. And if you're already spending a lot of money in SEO and when local, you can just take that money to pay for it. And what money you were spending now, you can add to the bottom line. Or if you're in, you know, hyper growth mode, you can take that money and um, buy all kinds of things within the the BFC portion of the store. Uh, right. And it's going to, it's only going to get bigger. So, you right. know, we, we think eventually anything that you would want to use to help grow your business forward. Hopefully it'll be, it'll be in there. Yeah. So it just, um, why did we decide to do PTP bucks? Like, wouldn't it be all the same if you just gave me, you know, real bucks? Like what's, uh, why'd we go that route? Well, one is there's, you know, tap tax implications. If we were to just pay everyone money, um, they needed to pay tax on that as a revenue. There's three or four really smart reasons. They're all above my pay grade. Um, but the the goal of the program was to be able to help grow your business forward because then it's like a flywheel. If it grows, we give you more market dollars to grow up more and more. And then this program gets bigger and produce a bit of a snowball effect. And so um, 
that and it would also have been a uh, there would have been issues with accounting in terms of cutting checks by FBO um, something to do with the franchise system. I don't know exactly, but uh, this was the easiest way. And I think it's going to have the most profound impact on people's businesses that, hey, I can use this to help grow the business. So take uh, a little bit of money and hopefully it grows the business in totality. And then once your volume goes up, you get more chuck bucks right. or furlough dough and it, it just kind of uh, snowballs, hopefully in the positive. So, yeah, you're, you're, you've been pretty happy with the pilot. We had some conversations on that. Are, are we ready to expand to everybody? Yeah, February twelfth. So ten days from today, we're going live, and 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 uh, no one has to do anything to to opt in. You're automatically opted in. Um. So yeah, February twelfth, we go live, which is exciting. Uh, we did. Yeah. We've done over. We've done almost fifteen thousand homeowners um, program to date. So we've got a really good feel for it. We 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 have launched it to a super low noise ratio and we could call people more we could send them more texts and we could probably make more money but that wasn't the the purpose the purpose was to create a really easy white glove concierge service that brings value to the homeowner mm -hmm. and we touch them enough that if they want the help they'll use it but we don't touch them so often that they're annoyed with us and um and we're we're going to we're going to expand it. We're going to look at different ways, different offerings we can show to the homeowner. We look at the data every day in terms of how homeowners are engaging, what products they really want to buy, what products would we think would help in terms of um, easing the real estate transaction. So what people forget is when you're typically moving in a real estate transaction, that one kind of lifeline you have is your realtor. And so mm -hmm. if I move in a new house and I don't know if there's no trash cans, I don't know who to use, a lot of them call the realtor. Or if they go to a deregulated state and say, oh, there's 10 energy companies, which one do I pick? They call the realtor. And so the goal is to kind of alleviate that from the real realtor. And if I was to go in front of an office, I that's how I'd explain it is, hey, this program is completely free. We don't charge our homeowners anything. We don't harass your homeowners. We don't sell the data. And oh, by the way, the goal is built to alleviate realtors from getting phone calls on someone that just bought the house. We want them getting phone calls for people looking to buy or sell a house, not to help people with water, sewer, utility, and trash. So that's the goal of the program. And so far the data would say, and from realtor feedback, as well as homeowner feedback, as well as the low complaint ratio that it's working pretty well. Cool. Now I know at brand conference, you we had a slide come up saying, hey, if you want to get on, you know, scan this QR code, but you're saying we don't, we don't need to do that. It's going live anyway. Uh, by uh, February 11th, 12th, you said. February so it's just, 12th. I don't need to do anything. No need to do anything. Okay. Well, that makes if, it, but man, if you have questions, obviously I'd want you to call and email me. We'll set up a time to talk the same day. If you have uncertainty or unclarity, you know, the thing that that's different is, is you know, I have a lot of confidence in the program because I watch it every day. Mm -hmm. I watch the, I talk to the complaint complaints. I talk to the realtors who email in. So I, I have an extreme amount of confidence about the program because I've just lived it for, you know, over six months, yeah. but I just want a lot if, you know, if a franchise business owner isn't confident about it, just give me a call and we kind of work through it. And then all the marketing material, including, I think we've done two videos now on it, talked at a brand conference. We're going to have the meeting with all the RDs next week. We've got an FAQ coming out. So there's a lot of data around the program. Um, 
So hopefully they read up on it and they're comfortable with it. That way they can have confidence when they're in a homeowner's home that, hey, we're never going to sell your data. Hey, you're never going to get harassed. Your information is only going to go people who you opt into. If you set an appointment, we really do have a research team that does all the back-end work to line you up with the right people. So we just want them to know that, you know, it's, it's all real. I mean, we have a call center is based here in the U.S. We didn't outsource it, although we could have made more money off of it. We wanted people who, you know, are, are uh, you know, fluent, that understand, who have moved, who live in a house. And so um, there's nothing wrong with offshoring things, but it's just we know that as a homeowner, you know, that just gets a little bit more confident, a little bit more engagement. So I'm excited about it. So the, the call center is uh, based out of uh, St. Charles, Missouri. And so okay. about once once a month, once every two weeks, I go into their office. They all wear PDP Connect sweatshirts. They have the PDP Connect mugs, and um, they love it. They, they were one of their best programs. And so we go meet with the managers once a month, and we talk to the – I know – I specifically know the number one person who talks to the most homers for us. I know her. And so every time I go there, I just go sit at her desk and – she usually wants a free sweatshirt, but then I tell her, I I ask her what was what, what are the feedback you're getting? What do they, you know? What do they like? What do they don't like? What are we pitching that they just don't really buy? What what are you not pushing because we haven't set it up right? And so I just like I like talking to the team and figuring out what they're doing yeah. with the homeowners. Yeah, stay connected, keep iterating things that are not working as well, and smoothly. Yeah, it it's, it's sounds like a, we're pretty much there now. It's about forty five minutes from my house, so it's easy, cool. and then. Uh, I usually bring some pizzas in and I get a free meal out of it. Perfect. All right. Anything else you want any the people to know before we uh, wrap it up? No, I mean, just if, if you have questions, reach out to your RD, reach out to your um, sales director, re, you know, reach out to me. I'm, you know, I'm pretty, pretty accessible. Um, and so, yeah. And, and just so everyone knows, Charles and I, every Tuesday, we go over the program with a fine tooth comb. Uh, and if you don't know Charles, he's, he strikes you as a guy who um, is a high-level thinker, which he is, but he's also very good at getting into the details and making sure that nothing slides by that isn't in the best interest of the brand and the and the franchise business owner. So he's uh, he's sharp. I learned a long time ago, don't try to BS anything because he's going to get you. And so we go through the numbers uh, every week with Charles, and then we also go through the numbers every week at a little bit higher level with the executive team. And so they look at conversion rate. We're looking at, you know, Chuck bucks we're producing. We're looking at the complaint rate really closely. And so, um, although the program was kind of, it's shepherded by me, we have a, a ton of people that are involved in it from, you know, accounting to marketing to it. And so we're, we're just trying to grow it. And we think it's going to be a really good program for our current franchise business owners. We think it's going to be a recruiting tool. And so, especially as we look at the new executive model, this is something for high volume producers where they can put substantial, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year if you're a really high volume producer back into your marketing budget, which you know we think is pretty good. Yeah. And, and the bottom line is we're, we're we're helping homeowners buy things they're already going to buy. We're not trying to sell them insurance or you know mufflers or a ham sandwich. Like you're going to buy internet, and you're probably going to buy a security system. You're probably going to buy a I about said landline, but uh, no, no, Chuck. Less than one percent of people still buy landlines, which surprised me. Yeah, I'm not so surprised. My my landline <laughs> only gets sales calls on it. All right. Well, this brings us to the end uh, of this session. 
if you want to connect with Adam, if you've got questions or concerns, pretty easy. Adam.brown at pillartopost.com. I guess people watching on video, we can maybe, you know, throw that up on the screen here or something. Um, also, uh, I need to mention, if you have any ideas for future podcasts, make sure you reach out to uh, Alicia Sumar because she uh, spearheads this. And uh, most of all, I want to thank uh, Adam for joining me today and explaining this program to uh, our franchise owners. Thanks so much, Adam. Thanks, sir. It's fun.